What do you think? That was uh, that was a good one. Thank you. Welcome to Book Sniffers, everybody. I'm Nick. I'm Lindsay. This is the podcast where we talk about books. <laughs> we haven't really thought of a proper like intro tag, have we? No. That's okay. Uh, what did you sniff? I sniffed Spells for Forgetting by Adrian Young. Spells for Forgetting? What is that? I read it last year, but I really love it. So. This is a reread? It might be, yeah. Wait, you read it last year? I did. Oh, oh, but you're not. Oh, sorry. It's just what you sniffed. It's what's, right. Yeah, okay, it's I'm what getting I confused sniffed. already. Okay, I sniffed it. How was it? Like, what are the tasting notes? Yeah. Um, I would say Ew. old wet. Ew! I knew it was going to be gross the second I said. What did it smell like? Like friendship and a sense of belonging. Friendship. Yeah, that's basically what the whole book is about. <laughs> I know, but you told me about some things, and I'm like questioning. Oh yeah, there's a very weird scene in that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, what uh, do you want to start with? Like, what we're reading? Sure. Do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? Um, I, you, you go first. I will go first because I finished it. By Stephen King. It took me a very long time to finish this one, um, about a full month, which is a long time. <laughs> um, it, yeah. You're not you're not reading that though. We're talking about what we're currently reading. You finished that, so what are you currently reading? Oh well, I'm not currently reading anything. That's why I thought I was going <sighs> to talk about this. Yeah, because uh, I'm in. Cause, well, I just finished this yesterday, and I'm in a fun spot right now. Like the one of the most fun parts of reading, I think, is when you finish a book and you get to pick a new one. And you kind of like peruse your shelves, maybe peruse online a little bit, try to figure out what you might be after as a mood reader, just trying to get your sense of like, hmm, what is, what am I, what am I going to sink my teeth into here? And I haven't been able to do that for a month. So I'm in like a very excited human being right now because I've, I've missed being able to do that and I finally get to do it again. Uh, and I think I already know what it's going to be, but um Maybe we get into that after this. I would just want like to talk about it for a quick second because yeah, you know away. I did invest a month of my life into this book, and um, it was just uh, it was so. Good. <laughs> There's not really a whole lot I can say without being like spoilery, and I don't want to be spoilery. Um, so I will just say that it, you know, this book is definitely popular for a reason. I loved it so much. It's a weird title to talk about because every time you say it in the title it kind of tricks your brain into thinking you're um mm -hmm. you know you know what i'm trying to say yep but uh one thing that stephen king you know for all his faults you know people think you know oh he doesn't really know how to end a book or um whatever i'm not i don't uh, agree with that but you know a lot of people do say that but for all his faults i think everybody can agree that stephen king is hands down one of the best authors when it comes to characters his characters to me are some of the most incredible people <laughs> i've ever i've ever read like i want to know some of these people. i wish i wish and that some of these people were real and it mm -hmm. feels like some of these people are real like but any, anytime i finish one of his character driven books like like it or like 11 or you know really almost every one of his books i'm like I just feel like I know the person so well. He does such a good job at making these these people seem real. Uh, it, I think it really is his strongest point. And it is just such a great showcase of that because 
he somehow is able to take seven characters, you know, seven main characters uh, that make up the Losers Club and make each of them individually kind of stand out on their own. And maybe it's not that surprising that he's able to do that because it is such a long book. He's got a lot of time to uh, invest into all these characters. But man, it's just, um, you really do fall in love with these people. Like the whole club, Bill, Ben, Beverly, Richie, Stan, Mike, um, Eddie, you know, it's, uh, they're, they're also, they're also lovable in their own way. They're all very unique. It's really cool because the book starts off when they're kids in 1958 and, uh, well, sorry, it doesn't start off that way. Actually, the the intro to this book, which is about a hundred pages long is really crazy. I'm not going to give it away, but it will suck you right in. It's, uh, it's basically it coming back, you know, and, uh, them realizing that it's coming back and it's, uh, the way that it, the way that it unfolds for the first 100 pages, you'll just, you won't be able to, you won't be able to stop. Yeah. Um, but what I was going to say though, is, uh, it's fun because you see all these characters as kids hanging out and then you see them again, um, in 1985 and you can see all those lovable traits that they had when their kids kind of come back out in their, uh, adult form when they're, when they're together, you know, mm-hmm. you know how like sometimes when you're, you're, you're like different, a different person with different friends. You know what I mean? At least I'm kind of like yes. that. Like, depending on who I'm hanging out with, I kind of have, like, a bit of a different... Yes. So when it's like when these guys are together, they're, like, at their strongest, I think. You know what I mean? They bring out the best in each other. Exactly. And uh, I just loved it. I loved it so much. Uh, very bizarre scene at the end. <laughs> I feel like you can't talk about this book without mentioning uh, this scene at the end. It is it is really weird. I'm not going to... For those who have read the book, you immediately know what I'm talking about. Um, I would say, aside from that scene, this is one of my favorite books of all time. It, uh, it is, uh, Interesting. it was incredible. Yeah, I don't know. What, what more can I say? I'm excited to reread it. I got a little bit of a hangover when I finished it right away because, um, you know, I have invested so much time into it. And so when I f- read that last page, mm-hmm. get, get the tingles a little bit and you're like, oh man, it's over. Like, yeah, it's, it's like- done. Now what? Yeah, it's uh, it's like a it's it's a happy and sad feeling all in one. But anyway, that's my like quick kind of notation on uh, on it. I would highly highly recommend it, especially it. especially right now given the time of year. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I have not finished a book. I <laughs> yeah. DNF'd a book. Ooh, talk um, about that. Sometimes that's almost more exciting to talk about than books that we finished and liked. I DNF'd The Weekend Away by Sarah Alderson. I kind of talked to you about this. It just wasn't really... It was intriguing, but it wasn't intriguing enough. Like, it didn't have me in a chokehold. Like, it wasn't kind of like, what's the next... Where does it go from here? What's the next thing? What's going to happen? And... Just didn't care. I didn't care. So I got, um, what did I get? I got 50% into the book. And then I was like. Oh, wow. That's like, uh, that's deep into it too. Yeah. Which actually, I have a question. For me? Well, in general. But like, (laughs) yes, you, because you're here right now. Um, When you are reading a book and you get pretty far into it, but you really realize like you just don't care. What, like, how, what do you, what, what is the cutoff for considering that as a part of your, like, reading challenge? Like, 
For example. Oh, like, can you count it as a book you've read? For example, A Little Life. Okay. I got... Did you DNF that? I did. Oh, I forgot you DNF that. But I got three quarters of the way through it. That's got to count as a book. Because that that book is like three books in one. Okay. Because, like, that's what I was wondering. I'm like, I have it. It's on my Goodreads and my Storygraph. Mm Mm-hmm. I still like me reading it, mm-hmm. which has been like months because I'm like, what do I do? I, there's no way I can just put this as like a DNF. It does not count. Yeah. Do not pass go. I'm like I, I invested like hundreds of pages to that book. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know what to tell you because I, um, I might not be the best person to talk to about this because my, my kind of parallel of that is I, uh, read about three quarters of the name of the wind, which is a long book. Yeah, and I just was not into it, and I was like, "Why am I forcing myself?" Like, I I only had a few hundred pages left. Yeah, and I was like, "I just don't care." Yeah, and I put it I put it away, and um, I was really surprised too because I I thought I was gonna love it. That's a book you, I'd kind of been saving up. Everybody was so pumped. But do on you it think that part of the reason it. is because it's an open ended series with no potential of being um, finished that that was kind of like maybe looming over you and you were like i don't know i don't think so i just really hated the main character yeah. that's what it was for me that the the main character in it i just was like i i don't like you i it's not like i can't stand him i was just like i don't give a shit about this person <laughs> you yeah. know what i mean uh so i stopped reading it and i got another one on my tv here the count of monte cristo i've read uh 500 pages of it it's a like 1500 page book so it's like I've read 500 pages and it counts towards nothing. You know what I mean? That's so, what I'm curious. Like if you make it so far into a book, like I yeah. feel like that should, like 500 pages. I still might finish this before the end of the year, The Count of Monte Cristo. But like 500 pages is still more than the average book. That's what I'm saying. And I love big books. And now that I'm thinking about it, I've probably read over a thousand pages this year that that don't count towards uh, yeah. reading goals. When you... I've, maybe Storygraph or like Goodreads should have some sort of thing for people that really do like to track how much they read. They, um, Storygraph has a lot of stats. You so, can literally. But could you put in like read this many pages of this book, but D- DNF'd? Maybe I'm just saying. Maybe they you should. You can add. Yeah, you can add notes. Then maybe they should have a DNF option though. So Storygraph has a DNF one, but it automatically filters it to, like. I think, let me go to mine. Because... I think that would be cool. I would actually be curious to see, because then it would be interesting, like, if you clicked on the DNF button, you could see, and, and maybe it, it could let you input how many pages you in you were, and it will give, like, an average of, like, where people DNF'd. I don't know it might if be interesting it to does... see where If it's all the same or different. I wonder if it's under stats, because it is an option. You can, like, you search a book, you can click on it, and you can choose whether you want to, like, to read currently reading read hmm. um and then while you're reading the book you can actually like click dnf whereas oh. on goodreads there is no dnf option so to remove the book from your like currently reading you basically have to mark it as want to read ah. again and then that just basically i mean i guess in the in the same breath that's kind of fair like you didn't finish the book you know what i mean like you still invested a ton yeah. of time into it. I don't know. It's weird. I don't disagree. I think that would be cool, actually, if they had some sort of DNF option where you could get a little specific about it. Yeah, I don't um, know. Red anyway. books. Oh, DNF books. 
trying to think of any other books oh, that DNF. Here. So based on my DNF books, the average progress through a book before DNFing for me is 78%. That's crazy. I give a book 78% before I'm like, okay, I really should just throw in the towel. So like, I give it a fair chance. That's a, more than fair. You're basically reading the full book. That's crazy, dude. What? Why do you do that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it I, does. It tells you. Oh. Holy shit. Cool. Okay, what are we talking about? This exists already. Okay, there you go. There you go. Uh, <laughs> Storygraph. Story- oh, Story- this is Storygraph. Okay, so you can get specific with it yeah, with like, Storygraph. Look, it literally is sitting there haunting me on both Storygraph and thing because I'm like, uh, what do I do? I love that book. I loved it. It's too depressing. I love that. Um, I just love But yeah, that, I DNF'd. So. I am currently reading a book, but I don't know about you. Well, no, you're different. I'm reading Things We Left Behind by Lucy Score. Yes. It's really good. I love it so much. I'm just finding that at the end of the day, I am so tired that I am falling asleep yeah. mid-chapter because I just cannot physically keep my eyelids open. Yeah, every time we go up to bed to start reading... Within 10 minutes, I see in like the peripherals <laughs> of my eyes, I see your tablet just kind of sink lower and lower. And I look because you won't give up. Won't. This actually drives me insane about you. Like I, you're not awake. Your your <laughs> eyes are closed. And I'll say like, hey, hey, just here. I'll, I'll take that. I'll put that on your nightstand table. And you'll just you won't let me. No. You're like, no, 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 no. And you'll do that like 17 times before you finally just put it on your night table. And give I'm like, you're not reading. Like, what are you doing? Give it up. Drives me crazy. I find it so distracting. If it makes you feel any better, (laughs) I have the paperback on my nightstand, and I got it on Kindle Unlimited, and I switched to reading my Kindle because I was losing my page from falling asleep. So on my Kindle, it'll just automatically bookmark where I am, and I don't have to worry. Hmm. I'm going to start just, like, hitting the the Kindle button (gasps) to mess you up. No. Just to, like... Don't try try to encourage you to just close your eyes. Rude. Good. Rude. <laughs> so rude. All right. So, <coughs> pardon me. That's what we're reading. Books we plan to read for spooky season is next up. Mm-hmm. Right off the bat, I just want to say I hate the term spooky season. I don't. I absolutely hate it. It just sounds like it's my favorite time of year. I love it so much because of everything it's about. And spooky season, it just sounds like something like an Ancaster mom would call Halloween. You know what you I mean? You sound very pretentious I right do now. right now. And I understand that. And I, um, I know most people don't even know what I'm talking about when I say that. But And no offense to uh, Ancaster is beautiful. But <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say? It's just like, no. it's just, bleh, you know, it's like, what are those brown shoes, Uggs? It's like the brown ug of descriptive terminology for a, for a holiday. Keep going. I just, I'm going to get... You're digging a hole. I'm digging a hole here. I just don't like spooky season. Call it like murder season. Something more fun. I don't okay, know. but spooky doesn't necessarily mean murder. It can be like... I don't like it. Okay. Well, it makes me cringe. We're going to agree to disagree. But yes, so That's okay. <laughs> you could just say I'm just being seasonally appropriate reads for fall or autumn if you really care so much you have oh this is perfect you've got three books for uh for spooky season oh you got five wow okay i have um Zero. i have three i've got a few i can talk about what what is why don't you go why don't you go first um, that first one looks really cool 
Well, read it. What's it say? It says Spells for Forgetting by Adrian Young. This is what I sniffed. Um, this is a book that oh. I've read, <laughs> but it's just something that I would recommend for this time of year. <coughs> this book was so good. I read it last October. I want to say I read it last October for my book club. And everybody that read this book with me, we were all, it's like one of those books where we were all like losing our minds over, like we were gushing about it. It was so great, so atmospherical. It takes place on an island off the coast of Oregon. And this island is um, really like their touristy season is fall. And it's when people come over via the ferry and they want to they want to go to these little shops and they want to buy like spells and homemade teas for like falling in love and like all this stuff and this island knows that it's like it just needs to lean heavily into this like this is what we do but it's so good and it's a murder mystery and the island itself has a voice in this like when you're reading the story it's just so good. It's so great. I love it so much. It's Adrian Young's first adult fiction. Oh, does she normally do like young adult? She usually does young adult. And cool. I've read some of her other books. Man, um, you really, you really hyped that one up. This was great. Well, this will lead into what we're going to talk about in the future of this podcast. Oh. So I'm very excited. Um, <laughs> yes. Cool. Uh, okay. Hit us with another one. Um, I was going to say another book that I've read that I also love for this time of year because I also love this movie is Practical Magic. Have I seen that? Is that what I No. Oh, oh. my gosh. No. Uh, what am I thinking Nicole of? Nicole Kidman and Sandra Bullock. Come on. Oh, oh I have seen that. Yes. I is made that the one where the... Oh, I won't give it away. I forced you to watch it with me. At the beginning? Yes. That's that one? Yes. I really He's enjoyed on that the one. Bike. He's wheeling a cart of apples. That is the weirdest movie. No, it's fantastic. It's weird, though. It's not weird. The Good weird. It's You need to watch it. It is like, and I guarantee that anybody listening to this podcast right now is going to be like, practical magic. It's can, like. Can we watch that again? Yes. Yeah, we're going like to watch one. it multiple times. But the I'll book, that. the book is so good. Really? Mm-hmm. There's actually three books. Get out of here. Okay. Yeah, that was. Uh, I remember. I remember that was a really bizarre movie. And so, I, the whole time I was like, "This is how did this get made?" Because uh, it's so great. Yeah, no, I liked it. I liked it. It's just kind of one of those weird things where it's like, like I want, I want a blue, a one blue-eyed man to come and cook me cactus pancakes in the morning. You technically have two <laughs> blue eyes. Can you make me cactus pancakes? I don't know what you're talking about, but yeah, sure. Um, okay, so <laughs> this okay, so we're we're at three each now. I think I've got my spooky season uh, <laughs> sorry for the silence there. <laughs> I think I've got my three spooky season books picked out. I'm just gonna pick three because I wanna I, I wanna give myself an attainable goal, you know what I mean? Attainable. An attainable goal. Uh, so the first one is one that I just heard about this morning. Uh, there's a there's a uh, uh, online community called Horror Lit, mm. and it's a great group of uh, people who are just big fans of scary books. There's like a few hundred thousand people in there, so you get a pretty good uh, idea of, you know, 
what's good and what's not. And there was a uh, a post recently saying like, what what are some books that actually scared you? Because one thing with horror books and fans of horror books is like, we generally don't actually get scared reading these. You know, they're more fun. Yeah. You know, I actually can't really think of any book that's really scared me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's they've all just been really fun. Um and the, there were two top answers in here. And I was excited because one is uh a book I plan to read next. And the other was one that I had never heard of. So, these are these are two books that uh a bunch of people from the community said that you know, they don't normally get scared by horror books, but these two did it. One is The Exorcist, and that is what I'm planning to read next. So I already have my copy good to go. Really excited that that was listed because I want to be scared, and I love The Exorcist. So I'm excited to dive into that. Um, you know, I love the movie. We're actually going to see The Exorcist in 35mm at our local kind of indie theater in a couple of weeks. So it'll just be like a real fun exorcism couple <laughs> of weeks. You know what I mean? And the new movie's coming out too. Like, I feel like... Might be a little exorcist out <laughs> by yeah. mid-October, but I, I'm ready to get to that point because I love I love it so much. Um, so The Exorcist is one. And did you want to did you want to bump into one of yours? Um. Uh, so I kind of just picked three random ones. I don't know if these are necessarily books that I'll get to reading this spooky season. Now that um, I keep saying it, I kind of like it. Maybe I was a little harsh. You were harsh. Was I harsh? Uh, yes. So one is Ninth House that. by Lee Bardugo. Um, this, I believe, is like a dark academia type of book. So it's more of just like cozy autumn vibes, I think. Um, I will say that the quote on the front says, The best fantasy novel I've read in years. Stephen King. So. <laughs> Didn't we talk last week about how almost every single book has a Stephen King quote on the front? Yeah, like if he too. mentions your book at all, you're you're making it to the cover. Yeah. <laughs> um. So that's one. Yeah, Lee Lee Bardugo is someone I keep hearing about. I think I have like several Lee Bardugo books, and I haven't read a single one yet. Really. So maybe Ninth House will be my first one, and then I can get. The newest one, um, which has the rabbit on the cover of it. Oh, I see. I know the one you're talking about. I thought we have that one already. No, Hellbent. Hellbent, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've been holding out for the paperback because my copy of Ninth Health. Ninth Health. <laughs> you got this. <laughs> Ninth House is a paperback, whereas they only have the hardback out right now. Crazy. Okay. So crazy. Well, the other one I was going to talk about is one I've never heard of, and it is called Come Closer by Sarah Grant. Not really a whole lot I can say about it, but, you know, whenever someone throws out a book that say uh, that they're saying, you know, it actually really scared them, and a lot of people seem to agree, is this I get excited. One? So, so that'll be another one that I, I don't have a copy of it yet, because mm-hmm. I just learned about it this morning. Is this the one that you said there was two books that people... Yes, so it's okay. Come Closer and The Exorcist are the two. Cool, cool, uh, cool. And there's one other I'm going to read, and you probably would guess who it's by, but... Stephen King. <laughs> you got to read one Stephen King book in October, right? Like, I can't not do that. It'd be weird. Yeah. I was thinking of reading Pet Cemetery, but I don't think I can, given the time of year. Uh, maybe read Misery. That's snowy, though. 
I feel like that's a winter book. It. No. <laughs> Christine? No. Maybe Christine. Why not Christine? Christine's a little beefy. Yeah, that's probably why. I'm like, nah. Come on. Give okay, sh- anyway. Give, give me a short story. I'll give you a short story. What about the body? What's that? That's a short story. Viking? Mm. Maybe. Yes. Um, I'm dying for you to just read some King. Be so attractive. I, I have read the. I read the first cowboy western one. And you hated it. You <laughs> know how I feel about cowboy western movies. So okay, my my love. What's your next one? Um, the next one is The Nature of Witches by Rachel Griffin. I bought this a few years ago. It was a pre-order. I actually don't really know that much about it. But it says, For centuries, witches have maintained the climate, their power peaking in the season of their birth, but their control is faltering as the atmosphere becomes more erratic. Cool. So maybe I'll get to that. I kind of get the feeling like we're both feeling a little tired. I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to put on... I think the reason that I got in about it. (laughs) I think the reason I got into a reading slump is partially because there's so much influence, and like when a new book comes out, people are like, "Read this, read this, read this." Not for me. And I was do like I was falling into that habit of like I bought so many books. Yeah, you have so many books. It's actually insane. So I'm trying to put the blinders on, and I'm trying to stick to what I have, unless I can take it out from the library. Nice. So I'm shop I'm shopping my shelves. I love that. I think that's a really great idea. I I would love to. Uh, I just love looking around bookstores so much. You know what I mean. But you yeah. don't have to grab anything. I could uh, I could probably make it the next two years just going off of what I already own. Mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe I'll do that. It's kind of like a weird thing buying books. Eh? You're like, well, just in case. It always feels like a just in case thing. Mm-hmm. Like you don't want to miss out somehow. Um, Anyways, my next, uh, my only other one that I'm going to read for Spooky Season is a Stephen King book called The Dead Zone. Hmm. Uh, I decided that's going to be my Stephen King book for for Halloween. Okay. Hear great things about it. It's an earlier one, and um, you know, just want to add that to the uh, to the repertoire. Yeah. Did you have another one? Yeah. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Um, the other one that I pulled is Emily Wilde's Encyclopedia of Fairies. By Heather Fawcett. Yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> this has been the most like the most dead I think we've ever been during a, a segment. I feel so like I because I don't one. have a like I didn't really read a book. I tried reading I tried reading a Riley Sager book. Yeah. This week too. Oh wait, I thought you liked it. Oh, I loved the only one left, but I've tried reading another, well, listening. I took it out from the library, but I don't... I... Are you, you're DNFing like a psychopath lately. I tried <laughs> Lock Every Door by Riley Sager. I feel like I've heard mixed things on that one. Yeah, it did. I listened to like the first few chapters and I was like, this isn't really... Not for you. Hey, that's fine. I'm not like hooked. It yeah. didn't hook me. Yeah, who cares? Who cares, so... bro? Um, well, I think, uh, you know, we do have to mention, um, or at least I do, uh, we talk about him a lot. I talk about, about him a lot. We've already talked about him a lot, but it was Stephen King's birthday 
mm. yesterday. So got to just do a quick shout out for Stephen King, uh, who has given me so much joy over the last year and a half. <laughs> um, he, uh, I just don't know where I'd be without him. You know what I mean? But um, wow, <laughs> just want, well, I had to say happy birthday to Mr. King. And thank you so much for all of the incredible stories that you have given me and us. And I hope there are so many more to come. After I've, uh, I read it, I kind of was like on a few, you know, forums and stuff like that. And a lot of people are like, man, how sick would it be? Because basically in the book, um, you know, it comes back every 27 years, which is why, you know, it comes back in 1985 mm-hmm. when they're adults. And people were like, oh, man, we were really low-key hoping that 27 years after, you know, 1985, like a, a follow-up book would come out. And now people are like, oh, maybe it'll be like 40, wait, what's the math there? 34 years after, wait, no, 40, 52, 54? Maybe it'll be 54 years after because the last time, I don't know. I don't want to get into it. But So many numbers. <laughs> it would be so cool if there was like a follow-up to, to it. Um, anyways, uh, happy birthday, Stephen. Happy birthday. Love you. Um, so we were just going to quickly talk about, before we wrap it up here, uh, whether or not we prefer new or used books. Does the cover matter? Does the book itself matter to you? And we're not going to, we're not getting into like Kindles or anything like that. We're talking about just, just books. So first off, do you prefer like a new or a used book? Do you care? I don't think I care. I will say that when it comes to the new books, I feel like for whatever, I don't know if this is in the U.S. as well, but Indigo has been putting out updated covers of books and I hate them. Remember when we were at Indigo? <laughs> I'm going to let you ride this one out. But don't you remember when you were at Indigo and there was like a whole end cap of like books that already had really great covers to them and they were like new and improved covers. And they I were... feel like there's a lot of covers coming out lately that are going very they're too simple simple that's exactly the word i was gonna say but it's really like, bland the, like the so for like example it. a darker shade of magic that series got a new new covers the original covers for that series are already perfect yeah they're red black white gray perfect and it makes sense with the stories yeah I feel like a lot of those new covers are trying to take on the minimalism oh, theme, but it's like you're, you're late to the game, you know? Min- minimalism's dead, I think. That was a trend like five years ago. I Not a trend, sorry. Some people still like it, but... I don't mind if they, if they wanted to do sim- like minimalist, that's fine. But yeah. then keep it in the theme of the book. Like, sure. These covers were like... They lime, don't look like what they're about. Lime green and white. And I'm like, why? Because the book is like... The book is about the four Londons, and there's the red London, black London, white London, and gray London. So Hmm. what does lime green have to do with anything? Great cue. I have no way. So I I don't – I hate that. I do find that – So covers do matter to you, you feel like? I just feel like they're wasting precious resources (laughs) to make these new covers when, like, there's nothing wrong with the – I mean, I, I'm I'm pro judging covers and you know getting the the one that you want because if you're buying it, yeah, it's hanging out on your shelf. Like you want something that you actually like the look of, right? 
Yes. Which is why, you know, I've been so excited to read The Exorcist that when I found a copy of it at the store, I hated the cover so much mm. that I was like, I don't know if this is what what I want. Like, which is so stupid because it doesn't matter. The guts of the book are what matters. But, um, you know, looked online and the hardcover had like the most perfect cover Interesting. for it. So I was like, I'm doing that. I'll just wait a few more days and get the better cover. Yeah, no, I definitely. Yeah, no, I. I do like looking at covers and, for lack of a better word, judging them. Yeah. But if it's a book that I know that I like and I had a choice, like, for example, like the Pride and Prejudice books, there are infinite options. Oh, my God. There's so many. For covers. Oh, by the way, I meant to tell you, on Facebook Marketplace, I saw there's someone um, just in the city over selling this, like, vintage collection of books from, like, the 70s that look, like, really, really old. And a whole bunch of uh, Jane Austen ones are in there. Hmm. And it's like $75. That's cool. I just forgot to mention that to you. I was Remind me. I'm going to send you the pick. I have multiple copies of <laughs> Jane Austen books. I used to have like two full bookshelves of just Jane Austen. Like your Stephen King was my Jane Austen. Yeah. Um, and then but I, you would just have like the funny thing is Stephen King has like 70 different books yeah Jane Austen has like what four no five no six technically I think there's seven altogether okay seven but you had like shelves full of her books yeah like I had multiple copies yeah multiple styles hardcover I, I thought it was cool I've kept the really special ones like you used to when you used to go to value village and buy me yeah. jane like you would come home with jane austen so before i work like i'm a photographer now for a living but before i was that i was an hvac mechanic you were so cute before <laughs> and so you know one of the uh, one of our main clients was value village oddly enough so i would go to like 17 different value villages in a month just working on their uh, air conditioning and stuff like that and before I'd leave I'd just quickly check like the book section to see if, see if there are any Jane Austen books for you and I think I probably ended up bringing home like 50 plus you used Jane to come Austen home with a Jane Austen book for me every week yeah and some of them are really great like you got me those little pocket ones that are hardcover with yeah, the gold cool. foil edges so I still have those um, you came home with one that's red leather bound and I still have that one because it's embossed with gold I kept, like, the special ones. Yeah, I did bring home a lot of junkers. You also brought me home that sewing table. Remember that? Oh, yeah. The seamstress sewing table. Oh, the singer. No, it was seamstress. Seamstress. You used to do such cute things. <sighs> Man, I used to be so nice. What happened? to started reading. <laughs> well, what were we talking about? I feel like I lost track of book my life. Yeah, so, yeah, I think book covers are cool. Um, I prefer used books just in the sense of, like, kind of feels cool that you're... You know how when you're, like... I don't know if anybody else is like this, but sometimes I like watching a movie on TV. Because mm-hmm. in my brain, I'm like, there's there's a, probably, like, hundreds of other people watching this at the same time. So you kind of like, yeah, this is kind of like I'm enjoying this the, at the same time. It's, it's weird. It doesn't make any sense. Whereas with Netflix, it's I, I always feel like it's a much more individual experience. Yeah. Um, and I kind of feel the same way about books. If I buy a new book, it's like a very individual experience. Whereas a used book, it's like, yeah, mul- maybe multiple people have experienced this. And it's, it, uh, it's, it's so, it sounds so stupid and whatever, but it's... Um, I think that there's a lot of it. people that understand that. I feel like that's also... Well, watching a movie on TV as well, like you are basically like 
you don't have any control. Like you're at yeah. the mercy of the movie, which playing, I like. And there'd be like commercials. I like a commercial during a movie. You know, the older I get, I'm like, yeah, give me a bathroom break, give me a snack break. You know, I love it. I love it. Even if you miss part of the movie, like if they cut it, cut the movie a bit to add in commercials. Yeah, I'm, well, I don't care. Huh. I don't care. But what if it was a movie <laughs> that you hadn't seen? Um, depends on the movie. Like if it's Meg Two, whatever. You know, you got to read that series. Although I hear Meg 2 is sick, though. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, we never even saw the first one. Yeah, we did. I didn't. I did. It was good. I couldn't bring myself to watch it because that book series is so good. And I feel like they did such a disservice to the movie. (coughs) I love you. Let's uh, we can wrap this episode. Okay. Considering how tired we both are, I think we did okay. I think it was good. Yeah. Any notes? Maybe things we could improve <laughs> on for next week? Read? Yeah, probably read more. Read yeah. more? Yeah. I'm excited because I'm hoping by next week I'll actually have read another book. Whereas, you know, the past month, again, it's been weird. Yeah, I'm hoping I'm on... I haven't had a lot to talk about. I'm on Libby right now, trying to find a book. Ooh, girl. I love browsing Libby. Hey. It's, yeah, I feel like it. you, like, go down a rabbit hole and then you for can't sure you stop. Yeah. And then I see a book and I'm like, ooh, what's this? Yep. And then I have to look it up on like Goodreads to read about the book because there's no like description really. Mm-hmm. Well, you can get to a description, but mm-hmm. I find like on Libby, they're not that great. Like, you have to yeah, click it a makes bunch you of kind of deep dive it and then you're like, oh, I've invested all this time now. Maybe yeah. I will hit the borrow button. Mm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm going to go out smelling the exorcist. Um, I guess I'll do... Emily Wilde's Encyclopedia of Fairies. I'm imagining this is just going to smell like puke. You? Do you say puke, vomit, barf? What do you say? I don't know. I don't like any of those words. But like if you had to use one, what are you using? Spew. Spew? No, I don't know. (laughs) I like that. That wasn't even an option. (laughs) There's so many words for it, eh? Hurl. Yeah, there really is. Um, I think mine's going to smell like flowers because there's flowers on the cover. All right. So we got flowers and puke. Ready? Love it. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.